Welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness, where we explore health, fitness, transitioning, and queer life from beyond the binary. Proudly brought to you by Fearless Movement Collective, the home of queer fitness and health. And here's your host, Bowie Stobar. Hi there, welcome to Non-Gendered Fitness. This is episode 63. My name is Bowie Stover. My pronouns are they, them, and I am stoked to have you join me today. This show is recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sovereignty never was and never will be ceded. And I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. In this episode of Friends, seeing as it is Pride Month, woo, <laughs> we're going to be having a bit of a look at coming out. Because coming out and being visible is really important for so many folks. Uh, it helps us to feel connected to something bigger than ourselves. It helps people feel freer to express themselves and explore their identities, explore who they are and just live as who they are. Now, being visible is a big part of Pride Month. Because we, we can't forget that Pride Month commemorates the Stonewall riots and the fight that the people who came before us had to have to even be seen and start to be recognized within their identities. It highlights our past struggles and it brings to the front the conversations that are still needed to be had and the discriminations that we still face in so many countries around the world, because this is not a conversation that's finished. Many, many countries now have same-sex marriage that's legal, but that is not where it ends. Having the privilege to come out isn't something we all have, and it's important that we recognize that. And while many gays and lesbians have found acceptance within the broader community in a lot of Western countries. Not to say they're not harassed or discriminated against, but there is far more acceptance for them most of the time. (laughs) This is not the same for all folks within our bigger acronym, particularly people who are trans, who are gender diverse, who are bisexual. There's a lot of erasure. There's a lot of unspoken issues that still go on within the community and just because certain sections of our community have more acceptance doesn't mean we all do and it is not the end of the conversation and visibility for people from all letters of our acronym is so important and our experiences with coming out regardless of our identity are all different and so much of that is influenced by the way that we are received and why by the way our identities are viewed and accepted sadly, by the greater community because our lives are influenced by the way other people treat us. So it's really, really important that we remember recognizing the issues that are still around and the visibility that still needs to be uh, happening and acknowledged and supported. So important. And this is why I'm talking about coming out because it's a huge, huge milestone for so many folks in our community, it is a moment when we learn the truth about those in our lives, and that's that's freaking scary. We will experience acceptance, and we will experience rejection, and 
it's life-changing. It's, it's something that is so scary for so many folks. There's so many uncertainties and questions that come around whether or not to actually express who they are and how that's going to be received. And there are many, many ways that people can come out. It could be expressing sexuality. It could be gender identity, sexual preferences or kinks, types of relationships you enjoy, like monogamous, polyamorous, relationship anarchy. There are so many ways that we can each individually identify and then express that to others and it may not be to everyone it may be to particular people I don't know if coming out to your mum that you like certain kinks is really conversation of the day but I guess that depends on the relationship you have with your mum maybe she wants to hear about that sort of thing who knows (laughs) no judgment here (laughs) if that's the kind of chat you can have with your parents that's awesome (laughs) but all of these are valid And you may choose, as I said, to share them with some people and not others. That is totally up to you. You are not obligated to tell everyone about your identity. You have the power to choose who you do and don't want to express yourself to. And there is no right or wrong way to come out. We we each do it as best that we can for... Some folks may involve like a bit of planning ahead. Maybe people are, who are a bit more <laughs> organized or want things a little bit more structured. You know, they might, they might take their time and they might think it out. <laughs> you know, how they're going to say it, what they want to say. Other folks may be a bit more spontaneous or it might be an unplanned moment. I know for myself, <laughs> when I came out to my family for the first time, I think I was like 19. Uh, It was a while ago now. Uh, My parents and my bro had come around to my place for something to visit, I think. And I just blurted out. (laughs) I think they were just about to leave. They they might have dropped something off. They were just about to leave and I just blurted out. I'm like, I'm a lesbian and I have a girlfriend. (laughs) And and they they all just kind of looked at me for a second. I went... yeah, we knew. It's like, ah, oh. I mean, to be fair, my 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 family and extended family weren't surprised. Uh, growing up, I was pretty rough, like very much a tomboy. I definitely didn't conform to those standards of what it, what it was supposed to be being. Quote, you think is a girl, <laughs> um, and I think they all just assumed when I was growing up, that I was going to be a lesbian. Uh, well, they, they weren't wrong. <laughs> uh, and it totally falls into stereotypes as well. I was reflecting on this and it's like the issue is like, wow, like way to just stereotype me in this moment as well. It's like, well, you're a tomboy and you're, you know, you're like having friends who are boys and well, then you must be going to be a lesbian because like there can't be heterosexual people who are like that as well, like heterosexual AFAB people like that. Of course they can be, <laughs> but I got stereotyped and, you know, they, they were, they were kind of, kind of right. You know, and I'm pretty fortunate though, because that acceptance is an experience that everyone has. It's not, there's so many folks out there that don't receive that. And I certainly didn't receive that same experience from my friends. <laughs> I told my friends 
and I lost every single one of them. <laughs> oh, it was tough. I was young, but personally, I'd rather not be friends with homophobes. So, you know, guess it worked out well because it, it, it kind of brings out the truth and honesty in people's perspective about things. And I didn't want to be friends with people who didn't like me because of my identity. I think that's pretty shit. I, they're not they're not necessarily nice people. <laughs> if they're going to like we've been friends for quite a long time, like all through school years and like my high school years and stuff like that, and then they're just like, aren't I? One of them actually said to me, um, "Don't get any ideas because you know I'm not like that." And I was like, "Friend, you are not." my type. You think you're that? And then they got upset at me because I wasn't into them. It's like, what do you want? You don't want me to be into you, but then you're offended when I'm not. I'm sure that's not, <laughs> I'm not the only person who has experienced that. It's quite confusing. People are like, oh, well, I'm not that way, so don't get any ideas. Oh, but why don't you find me attractive? Make up your mind. <laughs> do you want me to be attracted to you? Don't you? It's ego. <laughs> I get that. It's like you, you want someone to want you just because they're, they're attracted to the same sex. It's like, are you attracted to every man around just because you're attracted to the opposite sex? My friend was AFAB. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not. Well, you know, take that, take that and apply it to me because I'm not attracted to every AFAB person around simply for the fact that they're AFAB. You know, I'm not attracted to you because you're an asshole. <laughs> but <laughs> having grown up a lot and, and kind of worked through that, I can, I can look back on it with quite a bit of humor. At the time, it was pretty shit. It was hard. It wasn't, it was not nice. It was lonely. But... I ended up making friends with new people who actually did accept me for who I was. So I guess it turned out for the best in the end. At the time, it was, yeah, it was pretty shit. <laughs> but this is a risk we take every time we make ourselves visible. Every time, and I've reflected on this as well, every time I've shared with someone that I have a partner who is the same sex as me, I'm coming out. I've come out to... So many people in my life. Almost every day if I'm at meeting new people, it's like, how many times can you come out? It's every time. And every time there's that little risk there. It's like, well, what are they going to say? What are they going to think? Well, none of that really fucking matter. But it's how, how is this going to impact my safety? And that's always been the big question for me and I'm sure for so many other folks out there because visibility puts us in the light of other people being able to see us and judge us and they respond and act in ways based off that and that can be so risky for us and when we show our true selves to people it is that double-edged sword we can get acceptance we can be very surprised with who accepts us very surprised. We get people who be like, oh, no, I don't, you know, that's it. I'm going to tell them I'm really worried. They're going to, they're never going to talk to me again or whatever. And then they're really great about it. And then we can have people who we think are going to be great about it. And they're just fuckers. <laughs> or worse, there's people who will try to harm us. We can't, we can't sugarcoat that because it is a risk we take. It's not trying to over-dramatize things. It is simply the world that we live in where people think it's okay to cause harm to others based on their own like ignorant opinions. And 
this influences so many people about whether they do or don't come out. And that is okay. At the end of the day, you don't have to come out. You can totally rock as you without having to be open about it to the, the greater public. That's totally valid. And I don't think that is said enough. I think there's this push, and I, and I understand that visibility is important because it starts those conversations and it, we get acceptance from that. But there are some people who aren't willing to do that for so many reasons. It could be personal. It could be because where they live, they could literally get killed regardless. And there's people who still live in those spaces and live openly. That's, that's courageous. That is them being their true selves and honoring themselves to the fullest extent and all the power to them. But that's not going to be everyone's jam. And that's okay. And even in Western countries where there is more acceptance, you don't have to come out if you don't want to. There is no pressure there. If people are pressuring you to try and come out or do things that you don't want, they, they're not necessarily people with your best interests at heart. And be mindful of that. Because if you don't want to come out, you don't have to. If you don't feel comfortable coming out to certain people, you don't have to. It's all you. It's your life. Live it the way that you want and make those choices that help you feel the most comfortable. There's no shame in that. There is no guilt in that. You do not have to come out if you don't want to or to the people you don't want to come out to. Feel good about that, friend. There is nothing wrong with that. Now, if you do want to come out to the people in your life or even some of the people in your life, it can be worth taking your time to reflect on how you may want to do that. Something that I've learned as I've gotten older and become more aware of is the importance of good communication in how other people receive the, the information we're telling them and each people does it differently right you can't just have one person be like I'm going to communicate in this particular way with, with this one person but then expect that another person may do it differently for example <laughs> when I came out I just blurted it out to my family and I, I think my family are very used to me just communicating like that I'm pretty blunt <laughs> there's no there's not a lot of buffering between <laughs> things that's come out. There's no like lead in to these sorts of things. It's pretty much just straight up, blah, this is whatever. So I think for my family, they were kind of used to that with me, but there's other people who have come out to like that and they've kind of just been very shocked and like, oh, like that wasn't what I was expecting to hear. So it's important that when we are approaching people to share things about ourselves and this can actually be applied across everything in life not just the coming out <laughs> understanding how other people receive information best can set us up for the most comfortable conversation but also the people that we're sharing with for the most comfortable conversation because conversations go two ways we can't just do what makes us feel comfortable without also reflecting on what may help someone else receive the information the best way that they feel good about that's something that I've learned. It's a valuable lesson. I hope <laughs> me sharing it with you now, friends, can help you with that as well. That thinking about how we can communicate things to, to uh, the, the best way to be received is actually a good thing. I used to think, nah, just being blunt, just say, just tell the truth, just tell the brutal truth and, you know, it'll be fine. No, people don't like, people don't like the the brutal truth about things it sometimes hurts feelings 
lessons learned there. <laughs> as adamant as I am about always being brutally honest, there are ways that you can express that while making it come across as nicer than what it maybe can if you don't <laughs> use some sort of buffering <laughs> in the language. And that by that, I mean like a lead up to it, maybe starting with expressing, you know, I would love to have a conversation with you uh, and it's really important that you hear what I'm going to say before you uh, before you say anything. I would love for you to, you know, just hear me out and then we can have a conversation with like what I've shared afterwards. So just preparing the person that you're going to say something important, but you would love for them to just listen first and then afterwards if they have anything to say when you finish speaking, then you'd be open to speaking about it further. So just things like that can prepare a person. It's like, okay, I'm going to be told something that's obviously pretty important and what I'm being asked of is to listen and I see that that's important. So I'm prepared or even say, you know, I have this, I have something that I really want to share with you. It's really important. I hope that you listen. Are you able to do that now or do you need time to prepare yourself? Because some people might not be, not, might not feel good about being put on the spot with the potentially being told something that's quite, um, it's quite big, quite a big thing to hear. So maybe even asking people if now is a, if they're in a space where they can actually receive what you're going to share with them. Things like that. My gosh, really important I have learned <laughs> because if someone's got a lot of their own stuff going on and you're like, I really need to tell you something and then you come out with something like that, especially if they're not expecting it, it can be a bit overwhelming for them. And it's important that we always consider the feelings of the people we're talking to when we're talking to them, if we want them to feel good about the conversation and if we want ourselves to feel good about the conversation. So those lead-ins again, you know, asking someone if they're able to hear what you have to say, if they've got the capacity right now, that you ask that they just listen until you finish speaking without interrupting, just setting some little boundaries and respecting theirs. It can really make a potentially like scary and awkward situation far more manageable because you can feel like you've got some boundaries in place. And then if they don't respect those boundaries, say you ask someone to listen while you share without interrupting you and they start interrupting, it's okay to take that moment and say, Again, I can see that you have a lot going on and you have a lot of questions to ask. Maybe for the moment, we'll put this conversation on pause. You can process what's going on for you, but I'd really love to be able to finish speaking without these interruptions. And we can come back to this another time when you've had some time to think and just digest what I've already said. So it's okay to set these boundaries when you're having a conversation with someone, particularly about something that's very important to you. And you can be in control of this conversation. Now, that's not to say that other people are going to receive that well because not everyone likes <laughs> to be to have boundaries set. Uh, at, not, not, a, not like at them, not at them. If you set your boundary, that can make other people feel uncomfortable, particularly if they are not very good at their own personal boundaries. They can feel like you're telling them what to do or they can get... There's a lot of things that can happen, but just being certain in knowing your boundaries, knowing how you can perceive the conversation to go and then expressing what you have to say to people in just a not reactive, just sharing with care sort of way. Not to say you've got to be all like, with the way you speak has to, uh, I don't know. <laughs> share it, hey, you share it, but 
feel good about your boundaries, friend. That is one of the most important things I can say. Set the conversation up to go as good as you can by setting down some some boundaries or boundaries or ground rules first, and then asking people to hear you out and respect those, and then respecting theirs if they have stuff to say back to you as well, even if it's stuff that you don't want to hear. It can be tough, but Big lesson learned there in the life of Bowie <laughs> to, to know that that kind of thing can actually make a conversation go far smoother. Now, it's not not everyone is going to be confident to do that. So maybe you can practice. Maybe you can practice on people who are going to be open to receiving it far better and just practice those sorts of uh, lead-ins to the conversations first before you come to the people who may be a little bit more difficult to converse with or maybe a little bit more confrontational about what you're sharing practice is great as well or just practice with yourself in the mirror that feels weird that feels totally weird when you do that but (laughs) it is a good thing to do because you can become more comfortable and confident in just saying those things and setting those boundaries like I want you to please take the time to hear me please don't interrupt me at the end of what I've had to say then I would be happy to have a talk with you about that something really simple but really clear now, after I came out, because I just blurted it, I, there was no filler, and <laughs> that was, <laughs> it was a bit funny. <laughs> after I came out to my family, they never asked questions, and I was a bit disappointed by that. I kind of wanted them to be curious about my experience. I didn't come out to them just once. Like, I mean, I've come out three times <laughs> over my life in different ways that my identity has evolved as I've learned and grown about myself. And I had hoped uh, that they would ask questions about my experience. I'm the only queer person or the only openly queer person in my whole family. I, I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> but a, a, a big portion of my family on one side is kind of homophobic and transphobic and So maybe there's some closeted people on that side. Who knows? Maybe I happen to be the only queer in a big, big family of all cishet people. That, I guess, could be a thing. Statistically, I'm I'm not sure, but... (laughs) But no one... No one in my family has asked me anything. And I came out as a lesbian. I came out as non-binary. I've come out as polyamorous. And... No, nothing. They're like, "Uh uh-huh, okay. And it might just be that they lack the capacity to understand my identities or what they even are. And it's probably so foreign to them and so far from what they would consider, you know, quote fingers normal, that they'd rather just avoid thinking about it than perhaps having to open up their little cishet bubble and see that there's other things out there. Now, you may experience that as well. Don't expect that people are going to want to ask you questions because perhaps they are just too uncomfortable because they just can't understand kind of what you're talking about. (laughs) Something I've learned from so many cis folks and cishet folks is that they, they live in this little bubble. And I'm generalizing because we all live in our own little bubbles as well in our own different ways based on our experiences. But there's there's kind of this point where I think so many cishet folks go, this is what's familiar. This is what's comfortable. Yeah, I get gays and lesbians. They've been around long enough. But then when you start going into gender identity as, you know, being gender diverse or transgender or anything like that, they start going, wait, what, what, what? My brain can't fathom this. And they have these little freak outs and they just don't want to think about it. Not constructive, but 
people generally seek pleasure and avoid pain or <laughs> seek pleasure and avoid discomfort. So if something starts to challenge a belief that they've had their whole life and it's too uncomfortable, they're just like, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't want to have to think that things could be different from what I've had ingrained into me for my whole life. <laughs> now, some folks will have the opposite. You'll have family who'll want to ask questions. They'll be curious. Lovely. If that is the case, that's cool. If you can have those conversations, amazing. But just be prepared for different responses. Don't have expectations. As much as you may want people to ask questions like I did, I really wanted my family to be curious about my experiences, what life was like growing up for me in the redneck town that we grew up in compared to what it was like for them being cishet people. But nah, oh, go crickets. <laughs> Nothing. That is okay. Whatever the response is, so long as you're prepared and not expecting anything from someone else, that's going to help you feel the best with whatever outcome happens. Now, if you're thinking of coming out, it's okay to take your time as well. Don't think you've got to rush out because you've kind of finally affirmed in yourself. It's like, yes, I feel like this identity aligns with me, that you've then got to go rush out and tell everyone. I mean, you can. Amazing if you do, but you don't have to. Take your time. I know I began expressing my identity to friends when I was in high school. I was actually first expressing, expressing that uh, I was bisexual. That was my initial explorations of my sexuality. Back when I was maybe 15 or 16, I started talking about that with my friends. They were much better at receiving that than when I said I was a lesbian. <laughs> but to be honest, pretty sure... My explorations of being bi is far more accurate than when I actually came out and using the label of a lesbian years later. I just called myself a lesbian because I had like long-term relationships with women, but I have sex with both AFAB and AMAB people. So ah, a bit of a gray area these days. <laughs> Labels can be both amazing and confining. <laughs> so use them at whatever way you want to use them. There is no right or wrong way to label yourself, regardless of what anyone else says. You call yourself whatever the plop you want to call yourself, friend, and you feel good about that because no one can tell you what your identity is, regardless of their opinion on it. Now, let's say you come out and over time your identity changes as you grow and explore who you are as a person, maybe like mine, I was like, I'm bi, I'm a lesbian, I'm some, some sort of mash of in-between all that. Or you could be something completely different, but that is okay. It is totally plopping awesome for you to evolve as a human. We all should. We don't get to a certain point in life, go, well, I've I've, I've said I've missed. Well, I guess I'm just stuck with that now. No. Over time through our lives, we grow, we change. And it is so healthy for our identities to have the flexibility to do that as well. And that is not said enough. You have not just because you made one decision in life based off a certain point in time when you were experiencing something that, well, that's how you've got to be for forever. That is sad. <laughs> That's a really sad way to approach life. That doesn't have to be the case. Feel really good about changing how you identify as you grow and explore and understand who you are. That is okay. You don't owe it to anyone to define yourself in a particular way just because you've done certain things in the past. There's, that's just silly. 
<laughs> Some people are really controlling though and they have these views and it's like, well, I always saw you like this and now you're not like that. So you've wrecked it for me. So you have to stay who you are. So I feel comfortable in my perception of you. <sighs> people are like that. You don't have to fulfill anyone else's <laughs> expectation of you, friend. There is nothing wrong with expressing you as you are, as you grow and evolve as the awesome human that you are. So find what feels right for you at whatever point in time and freaking rock it in any way that you like that helps you feel good about you. That is okay. Whatever you decide to do, if you come out to the world, if you just come out to your friends, you come out to your intimate partners, it's all good, friend. Do what feels right for you, what helps you feel good, but most importantly, do what you judge to be the safest things for you. Because every time we come out, We do put ourselves at risk. We put our safety at risk. We put our safety to a certain extent into the hands of others and we trust that they're not going to harm us and that is not always the case. And that's tough to hear, but it is a truth of it. Coming out can be so empowering, but coming out also comes with a lot of risks. So be mindful of that, but don't be afraid to rock you in all the ways that you can. We can't let the fear of a potential future thing happening stop us from living our lives in the ways that we want to or the ways that help us feel good. Now, let's recap. (laughs) We have looked at how you can come out and some of the identities that you can come out as. Well, I have some of I kind of listed. I listed my identities. There's a lot of identities, friends. My list was not exhaustive. (laughs) There's a whole acronym plus more. Some people identify in ways that don't even have words. And that is freaking awesome. Some people are making up their own words for their identities. And I love it. Feel good about that, friend. Have the freedom to express yourself however you want. And anyone who says anything about it can just go fuck off. It doesn't matter because only you can live your life expressing yourself in the way that feels right for you. We've looked at how you can take time to plan how you may approach coming out to the people in your life and how that may be different for each person based on who you're telling. And Setting those boundaries when you're coming out, asking to be respected, asking to be heard, but also giving permission after you've shared that it's okay to ask questions, it's okay to talk and feeling good about that. You're in control of this conversation, friend, and you can stop and start it whenever you want. If it doesn't go well, you don't have to stay there and be on the receiving end of someone else's whatever. You are no one's punching bag. Remember that. And finally, we've looked at how it is totally okay for you to change how you identify anytime you plop and want because you are the only person living your life. So express yourself however it feels right for you. That is what is most important. You may lose friends. You may lose family. But the important thing to remember is that regardless of what happens when you come out, you are valid and you are worthy there is nothing wrong with who you are at all I'm going to say that again friend regardless of how you come out to who you come out and what their response is you are valid you are worthy and there is nothing wrong with you you are worthy of love and there are people out there 
who do and who will love you for who you are, even if you haven't met them yet. Now, friend, you can find all the details for today's episode in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show and you know other folks who may find some benefit from having a listen, maybe to this episode, maybe to another one, share it with them. The more goodness that we can get out into the world, the better. If you have any questions about this episode or you'd like to learn more about how we might be able to support you, you can go to our website, www.fearlessmovement.co. You can send us a message there. You can also jump in. You can have a look at the other rad stuff we're doing. We've got a free trial you can try out. We've got our at-home training program. We won an award for that. Pretty proud of that little gem. (laughs) You can try it out as well. If you don't want to go to our website, you can find us on social media by going to Facebook and Fearless Movement Collective. You can message us there. We will get back to you. You can go to Instagram, which is where we are most active, by going to non-gendered fitness at the handle non-gendered underscore fitness or me, Bowie, as the dot no dot t dot nb. Yes, remember, Fearless Movement Collective's Instagram page is now mashed in with non-gendered fitness. We're in the one spot there. If you don't follow us at Non-Gendered Fitness, but you follow Fearless Movement Collective, go follow us at Non-Gendered Fitness at non-gendered-fitness. So we're going to keep in touch with us, pals. And until next week, remember, we stand on the shoulders of courageous humans who fought for our rights. Living as our true selves, however that may look, is one way that we can honor their memory, the sacrifices they made, while fulfilling our needs and helping us find happiness in our lives. Have a ride as they go.